Come on, have that promesa de fe, Costa Rica, faith promise. Dios la bandiga, hermanos, hermanas. Man, who would have ever thought Faith Promise Church in Central America? God has been good to us. It is exciting to see you guys. Man, we love you so much, all of our campus, God Behind Bars and our internet campus. It's great to see you. Great to have all of our campuses with us this weekend. You know, if you were here last week and Michelle and I were gone, we were back in Louisiana celebrating the 30th uh, birthday of Bethel, where we came from when we moved here, and it was a great weekend. Our goal was to OD on crawfish, and we came very close, very close. But whenever we're gone, we miss you guys. We love you. We love this church. We love what God is doing. And, and didn't Pastor Kyle do an unbelievable job last week in bringing the word? Man. He is anointed. God is just on him. We've been friends for, for over 25 years. And our current alignment that we're in right now with our small groups and, and our weekend worship is the best it's ever been. His leadership is just taking our whole group's ministry to another level, and I'm just grateful. So uh, Pastor Josh mentioned the Global Leadership Summit. And I don't want to ask you to do me a favor. I want to ask you guys if you can go, if, it's, if you're able to attend. Now, if you'll sign up the next couple weeks, we're going to pay part of that for you. And so I just want to challenge you. Everybody wins when a leader gets better. If a mom gets better, the family gets better. If a dad gets better, the family gets better. If a small group leader gets better, the group gets better. If the pastor gets better, the church gets better. If the president, the king, the priest, who whatever ever's in leadership gets better, it's better for everybody. And you can't build a skyscraper church on a chicken coop foundation. And so if we're going to build a great church, it's going to be built on the Word of God, but it's also going to be built on men and women, uh, students who are solid, who are sold out. So I want to challenge you, sign up for that and go, and, and you, it will, you'll just be better. I started going 30 years ago or probably 28 years ago, and it's absolutely changed my leadership. I want to challenge you to do that. It's just something we get behind and, and uh, get to part of. Now, anybody know what next Sunday is? Mother's Day. Thank you. You do not want to miss Mother's Day. we got a couple of things planned. It's going to just be unbelievable. You're not going to, you don't want to hear about it. You're going to want to be there. So it's a great weekend. Don't, don't, don't miss it. By the way, I am super excited about the Word of God. Anybody ready for the Word of God this weekend? Come on. <clears throat> so I believe you're never going to be the same because you were at worship this weekend. Never. Anybody believe God can do that? Now, amen. So have you been joining this series called Madness about Mind Monsters? It's been helpful. Okay, that's a golf clap. Four or five of y'all enjoyed that. But, uh, but, man, we're excited about it. And, and one of the things that we've been praying is that God would give you the ability to defeat the mind monsters that are invaders in your mind and your emotions and are sent there. They're trespassers, and they are there to rob the joy, the victory, the peace, the shalom that Jesus came and bought for us. So what we're going to do this weekend is we're going to take and load you up with the Word of God, and we're going to dive into the deep end of the joy pool. Because joy is a huge part of your strength and your power that God gives us to walk in victory. Anybody like to have a little more joy? Anybody? Come on. All right, so get ready. 
Because God meets you at the level of your expectations, so you need to get ready. So if you take notes, you need to. Uh, our focal verse for this weekend is Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10. <clears throat> I love this verse, by the way. Y'all love the Word of God. For all you dieters out there, let me help you. Let me just help you. I'm about to help you. Are you ready? Therefore, he said, go eat of the fat and drink of the sweet. I love that verse. Are y'all with me? It's the reason that I ate ribeye, because it's loaded with good fat. And so, you know, I eat of the fat and drink of the sweet, and send portions to him who has nothing prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not be what? For thee is your, the joy of the Lord is your strength. <clears throat> the word strength is a fortress. It is power. It is a refuge. It is where we go. And so the part of your power as a believer to walk in this wicked world is joy. Jesus bought it for you on the cross. And it's his will revealed that we walk in joy. Would you agree with that? And yet many of us don't walk in joy. Would you agree with that too? So have you ever, let me ask you a question. Have you ever bought a gift from someone, thought about it, Man, really figured out what they would love, went, picked it out and bought it and gave it to them, and they didn't use it. Has that ever happened to you? I'm always mad. I just, I just wanted to give it back to me. Just go and give it back. You're not going to, you know, you buy somebody, let's say it's a shirt. Man, you really work. You went to the mall, you went over, you picked the shirt out. And you wait a week and they don't wear it. And then two weeks, or somebody, I'm talking to somebody right here. I mean, and then three weeks, and finally you get up the nerve to say, hey, I guess you didn't like the shirt. And whenever you ask, this is what they immediately do. They go, which means it sucked. That's what it means. When they do this, boom, it means didn't like, it was ugly. And that's what it means. It means you just, man, you had a brain fart and bought something wrong. And so, but here's the deal. They just, are y'all know what I'm talking about? Did he say fart on the stage? <laughs> See, because that's what you're wondering. See, I just said if y'all were listening. Are y'all with me? If you're with me, say, I'm with you. All right, so, so we know the will of God is that we walk in joy, right? And yet most of us don't walk in joy, right? So what's the problem? Well, the problem is that in this world, you have hundreds of opportunities every day to be frustrated, to be angry in traffic, to be, to be irritated, to be upset, to be offended every single day. You know what I'm talking about? There are people at work that you know that, that, that are put there. They're joy terrorists, <clears throat> And they are waiting for you when you get to work. You get up, you have a great quiet time. You go to work, you have a good day. And you walk in the building, and they're waiting on you, and they're joy suckers. Have you seen that rate sucker commercial, you know, lands on the people's hood? They're joy suckers. They land on you. You know what I'm talking? And you say, why are these people around me? See, we, we don't walk in joy because there's all these things around us. Life is full of inconveniences. It's full of interruptions. Life is full of difficulties. Would you agree with that? They're all around us. Then... Let's take it to another level. Then there are, there are circumstances. There are things that happen in our that are out of our control. Really, most everything is out of our control. But they're horrible. They're, they're things that you, you hope would never happen. Uh, last night, yesterday before the service, Saturday night service at Pelsippi, Michelle and I went to the Blount County campus for receiving a friend's of a family at Blount who, had an, who their nine-year-old accidentally died this week. Just a tragic accident in the house. And Pastor Matt did the message, did a great job. And the, the Blunt County Faith Promise rallied around that family, the Satterfields. And, but, but, it, but we all walk through difficult waters, don't we? 
Would y'all agree with that? Things that, you know, we, that we, you know, death, divorce, disease, difficulties. And so as we walk, we all know, Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. So in the midst of that, let me give you a thought. And the thought is this, that life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. See, what happens to you is not your choice often. Would you agree with that? You just, it just happened. When cancer happens, it wasn't your choice. It just happens. Or somebody walks out on you. It's not what you desire. It's not what you wanted. But it happens. But the, what matters more is how you respond to it. Are you going to dive into depression? Are you going to give up your joy? Are you going to doubt God? Are you going to walk in defeat because some difficulties happen? Because here's the deal. When you give in to these mind monsters, you are giving away your power. Because remember, Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your what? It's your strength. It's your power. When you give away your joy, you give away your what? Power. That's the reason that so few saints, so few Christ followers walk in the joy of the Lord. And the victory is because we have given away our power. We've surrendered up. The, even though the will of God is that we walk in it, we have surrendered up our strength to someone else. Jesus said in John 16, 22, therefore you have grief now. Jesus has just been explaining to the disciples that he's going to die on the cross. Therefore you have grief now, but I will see you again, and your heart will what? But look at this, and who will take your joy? Who? No one will take your joy away from you. Nobody has the power to reach into your heart and into your mind and pull out your joys. Does that make sense? But you have the power to give your joy away, to release your joy and to walk in defeat. You have the power to surrender up. You, you can give away your power. That's why we entitled this message, Don't Give Away Your Power, because nobody can take it but you can give it. John 14, 27. Jesus said, Shalom, I leave with you. My shalom, my peace, I give to you, not as the world gives. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes, what the world's looking for. Do I give to you? Do not let your heart be, and do not let it be fearful. I've given you peace. I've given you joy. Do not let the mind monsters rob you of that which I've given you. Remember, as we we've all get on these thought trains, get on the P48 train. Now, if you don't know what that is, go back and listen to the past four messages so that you'll understand because this will help you the rest of your life. The P48 train is Philippians 4.8. Before you get on a train of thought, it's got to be a Philippians 4.8 train. Finally, brethren, whatever is what? Whatever is? Whatever is? Whatever is? Whatever is? Whatever is of? If there is anything and anything, then dwell. Get on that train. Get on the P48 train. Dwell on these things. Don't dwell on the world. Don't dwell on the mind monsters, the madness of your emotions. Check the train before you get on it. Where is it going? If it's not going to the right destination, don't get on because you get on a train of thought going the wrong way, it will wreck your life. It will rob your joy. We have a command in Philippians 4.4. Philippians 4.4 says this, to do what? Rejoice, Lord. Again, I will say what? Rejoice. Now you say, that's easier for Paul to say. When Paul penned this verse, this whole book, he was in a dungeon about to have his head cut off. Would you call that a difficult circumstance? 
And yet Paul said, when they're going to cut my head off, all they're going to do is send me to heaven. Keep me in prison. I'm going to witness to four more guards. Let me go. I'm going to preach the gospel. Doesn't matter what you do to me, the joy of the Lord is in my street. You see how no matter what, you can keep your joy. So rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This is a present command. It didn't say to rejoice yesterday. It says rejoice in the present tense. It's in the imperative mood, which means it is a command. It's not exclamatory, it's not, you know, it's not derogatory, it's not, it's not inquisitive, it is a command. Does that make sense? To what? Rejoice in the Lord, and again, I say rejoice, because let me tell you, if you're listening, say I am. Joy is a mega mark of the followers of Christ. We are to be marked with, baptized with, immersed in, controlled by the joy of the Lord, because it is our strength. And when we surrender our power, we lose our witness. Because, listen, when, what would it be like if all 7,000 of this weekend left baptized with joy? You go to lunch today, and, man, you're full of joy. And the waitress brings the wrong meal. The steak is overcooked. It's wrong. And you just look up and smile and say, sweetheart, could, could I have just a, could I? And you respond in the joy of the Lord, and then you leave a big fat tip. Come on, you have the joy of the Lord. And then you go to work tomorrow. And remember that, remember that joy sucker that's waiting for you? You know, it's wild batch. Great to see you today, man. How's it going? Couldn't wait to catch you this morning. Great. Have, be blessed. Have a great day. People are going to stop you and say, what happened to you? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And you're not taking it from me anymore. Are y'all with me? Man, come on. You know what? There'll be 500 more people at church next weekend. Because if they see that joy in you, they'll want that joy. Romans 14, 17 says this. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it's righteousness and shalom and joy in the what? That's what it is. I was looking at this word, rejoice. Rejoy, I see. Because here, re means to do over. Revival reignite, to rekindle. Re means to do it again. Re, to have joy over. That's what I see. What do you see? I see joy. Anybody with me? I see joy. I'm going to walk in joy. It's what I choose. But here's the key. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. The Holy Spirit is the what? The what? The generator of joy. If you're in the hospital and the power goes out, the generators automatically kick in and they search power so that, you know, in the, in the surgery room so that, that people won't die. And in you, if you're born again, is the Holy Spirit and He generates joy in your life. He's just free flowing joy is the deal. You can't work up joy, but you can let joy free flow. That Bible says the Holy Spirit is like a, a spring bu bubbling up in your life. And joy will bubble up if you will allow it. You can't work it up, but you can let it rise up. Galatians 5.22 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love and what? Joy. What is the fruit? It is that which is produced. And so if the Holy Spirit's in you and you surrender to the Holy Spirit, guess what's happening? He is going to produce the nine fruit of the Spirit, and the second fruit is joy. It's going to be natural. It's just going to flow from your life. You plant a seed, it takes a while, the seed bursts through, and then it grows into a tree. The joy of the Lord will grow more and more the more you surrender. So every day in my quiet time, in my journal, every day, here's part of it. Holy Spirit, I surrender to your Lordship today and your headship. 
Holy Spirit, I surrender my emotions, my mind, my attitude, and my actions. You have full and free control. Flood me like a tsunami, like a raging river. Take over and release your joy. Release your peace. Release your miracles. Release your anointing. Today I'm going to be an overcomer. Today I'm going to walk in victory. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in control of this vessel. And that is the will of God for every one of us. John 15, 12, Jesus said, These things I have spoken to you so that whose joy? His joy. Perfect joy. Jesus' joy may be where? And that your joy may be part, half, three quarters. How? That your joy may be full. Is everybody's joy full this weekend? No. If it is, you need to tell your face. Because you wouldn't be sitting there like you've been baptized in bad vinegar if you had the joy of the Lord. Are y'all with me? I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. So mind monsters to invade us. And here's what we got. It's why the series is so imperative. We do R to the fourth power. First thing we do, the Spirit of God points out, hey, you got on the wrong train. Oh, my. What do you do? You immediately reject it. You replace it with a P-48 train, and you retrain your mind. Every day you're training. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're learning the mind of Christ. You're learning to surrender. You're learning to walk in victory. This is the will of God for all of us. I want you to get this. Here's what we have to understand. If you're listening, say I am. So we get on the joy train, right? We're born again. Now the fruit of the, the, fruit of the Spirit's bubbling up. We have joy. We're on the train track, and we're rolling with the Lord. Sometimes that train will take some turns through some terrain. It's horrible. It's terrible. You go through valleys, you go through difficulties, and here's the deal. You have a choice to get off the joy journey and to get on to something else. You say, but Chris, there's, there's some horrible things. Oh, there are some horrible things that happen. There are some terrible trials that we'll all either have been through or will go through, won't we? It's just, it's what happens in this wicked world that we live in. But God told us in James chapter 1, verse 2, Considered all what? My brother, when you encounter various what? Trials. When, you, when, when that train goes through some difficulty, when it goes through some sorrow, when it goes through some, some horrible things, here's the deal. Don't get off. Don't get off. Don't, don't give away your power. Don't give away your joy. This book is a book of joy. All the way through how to walk in joy, how to have joy, how to experience joy. It's a book of joy. But see, the mind monsters are there, and they're always waiting to pull or push you off the P-48 train. They're always there to pull you off the train of joy and victory and peace. And they're always there to pull you on the other train of anxiety, of doubting God, of worry, of fear, of frustration, of anger. All these other negative emotions, these mind monsters are always there. Especially in the difficult times. I watched my sister Gloria last year lose her husband of decades. One of my best friends. The Petraskis are some of the closest people to us that we have. And I watched her and I walked into the, to the funeral home the first time that she was going to see Larry in that casket. 
And as she walked in, the first thing she did was raise her hands in worship. And I watched Jenna and I watched Justin and I watched their spouses, Ben and Kara. I watched them choose not to get off the joy journey. Even in the midst of sorrow. Are you with me? See, that's the, see, the way of the kingdom is we can have joy. The Bible says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. You're rod and their staff. They guide me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. When all hell is breaking loose, when the waves are crashing over, when it looks horrible, God will make you a banquet feast, and you just stop and bask in the glory and the joy that is the God that we serve. Come on. Somebody give him some praise in the house. That's why we're different. That's why we're different. Let me give you some verses. Oh, my mercy. This is about to rock your world. <laughs> Hebrews 1.9, you have loved righteousness. You've got on the P48 train. And you've hated lawlessness, the wrong train. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you. Anointed means to pour over, to cover, to let the anointing oil run over the head of Aaron, down his beard to the edges of his robe. You have been anointed with the oil of gladness or joy. If you're a believer, listen to me, God has poured joy over you. And it is in you to come out. He has anointed you. He has he has saturated and dominated and permeated your life with joy. And if you will release it, it will come out and it will dominate the discouragement. It will dominate the defeat. Are you with me? It's your power to walk. Isaiah 61.3, which is where this comes from. To grant those who mourn difficulty, trials, hardships in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness or joy instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting. It is our strength. Are y'all with me? And no matter if you walk by faith without faith, it's impossible to please God. But if you will walk by faith, you can walk in that joy no matter how difficult the ground is that we cover. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6 says this, You also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much what? He said the word of God came, and it was a difficult time, with the what? Joy of the Holy Spirit. Man, he is a supernatural source. He lights us up. We, you know, one of the things I pray for every day is signs and wonders at Faith Promise. I read the book of Acts, I see signs and wonders. Y'all read that? I want those signs and wonders today. And so what I've seen, and man, we have seen people in our Celebrate Recovery Ministry delivered from, de from demons. We have seen people healed. We have seen thousands and thousands of people saved and rescued, marriages restored. We're watching God transform lives. And so I'm praying, God, continue to pour out your glory because I believe God wants to do something at Faith Promise that is so supernatural that when he does it, it'll be the talk of East Tennessee. Are y'all with me? Everybody will hear about it because that's what happened in the first century. But joy, the joy of the Lord is a supernatural sign for believers because we're going to walk with it and in it and through it no matter what we face. I'm going to walk in victory no matter what the circumstances. I'm going to walk in it. When Nehemiah spoke the word of 810 or Ezra, which we don't know which one said it in the sermon, but we know that they said that the people were weeping and howling because they had just heard the word of God and realized how far they are that they were from God. And in the midst of that, begin to weep. And they said, today is holy before the Lord. Do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your what? Strength. Walk in the power of God. Don't give it away. 
Don't give it away because some, some things have happened that you didn't think were going to happen. Some circumstances. Don't let circumstances rob your joy. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Oh, this is good. Fixing your eyes on who? Who? The author and perfecter, the trailblazer of faith. Who for the what? Joy that was set before him endured the cross and despising the shame. Jesus is about to face the cross. The joy was not the cross or the shame. The joy was you. The joy set before Jesus as he went to the cross was twofold, honoring and obeying the Father and seeing your salvation. That was his joy. That got him through the pain and the shame. That's why he hung. His joy was you being saved. Our joy is him and his joy is us. And he makes our joy complete. Are y'all with me? Man, so we focus. We're looking. Let me give you a massive memory verse. Are you ready? Sucker's long. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. There it is. Can y'all get that? You can get that. Rejoice sometimes. Rejoice when it's good. Rejoice when the sun is shining. Rejoice how often? Then get cotton-picking busy, church. Amen. Just go ahead and do that verse. Get loose. Come on. Get all up in it. Get surrendered to the Holy Spirit and let the Spirit of God well up joy. And then when all hell's breaking loose and you're walking with victory and people say, I don't understand. Why haven't you fallen apart? Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. He is my refuge. He is my rock. He is a very present help in time of trouble. He is the one that I run to. He is the one that I seek, and he is the one that I see. He is my joy, and nothing on this planet is going to take it away because my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I am headed to heaven, and nothing here will rob me of the joy of the Lord being my strength. Anybody need some of that at your house? You better believe we do. It is supernatural. The people of this world crave it. And so they're smoking more drugs than they've ever smoked. They're shooting more. They're popping more. They're trying to make more money. They're trying to get some more horsepower. They're trying to have more square footage or a bigger yard. They're trying everything to get some joy, but it's empty. Because only the Holy Spirit can generate joy. And they don't have him. So they're, they're looking around. And the problem, church, listen to me, the great problem is they don't see it in us. Because if they saw the joy in us, they would beat these walls down to get in here. Wouldn't they? You'd be here on time. <laughs> if you thought God was in the house, you wouldn't be late for God, would you? Come on. Man, they'd be lined up out the door. First service, second service, first service is going, second service be lined up. People in here early trying to get some of that glory. Are you with me? But the second service, they'll be lining up for the third service. At all of our other campuses, parking lots to be full, people waiting. When's the service going to be over? We want some of that. That's what they do at Neyland Sanctuary. <laughs> Line up early, baby. Vol walk, tailgate, all day. But it's hot. Nobody cares. It's raining. Nobody cares. But they do about church. Well, I can't go to church. It's raining. Are you with me? Here, I want you to realize something. Listen, listen, here's the deal. This world is set up to suck you away from the P-48 train. Everything in it is set up to draw you away from God. Two or three weekends ago, 
We had Easter, rocked it. Next weekend, record attendance. Next weekend, I was believing new record attendance. I said, God, it's going to be the most amazing weekend. Man, we're in this unbelievable series. Man, I was so stinking excited for the weekend. Are y'all with me? And then some horrible things happened. First, it was the first beautiful spring weekend. Horrible. (laughs) Secondly, it was the orange and white game. How dare they? (laughs) Thirdly, it was fun in the sun at at Tyson McGee. 250,000 people there. Then it was Bristol weekend. Are you with me? And a thousand people decided not to worship that weekend at Faith Promise Church. Matter of fact, I said, did the church split and nobody tell me? <laughs> Where did everybody go? I mean, what's the, I'm, I'm thinking 7,500, we're at 6,200 people. One of the worst attendances all year. What happened? People say, well, it's pretty outside. Oh, well, yeah. Crap, how can we go to church? It's pretty outside. <laughs> Fun in the sun, we got to go there. I mean, it's Orange and White game, so we can't come Saturday. You know, it's Bristol, baby. Bristol, baby. <laughs> Bristol, baby. Every redneck in 100 miles was at Bristol, baby. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Go to Bristol. There's nothing wrong with that. Go to Fun in the Sun. There's nothing wrong with that. Go, listen, but don't skip out on worship. Because what happens, now it's been two weeks since you've been in a corporate worship setting. Guess what's happened the last two weeks? Those mind monsters done everything they do to squeeze every bit of joy out of you. Don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some, but all the more encourage one another, love and good works as you see the day of the Lord approaching. Are y'all with me? Listen, man, I love you. But this, listen, when, when I was young, you know, in the dark ages, <laughs> we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday school. Y'all remember Sunday school? Sunday morning, remember that? Sunday night, and then Wednesday night fellowship meal and prayer meeting. Y'all remember that? Okay. Now, people went like four or five times a week. Now we go once a week, and we only make that twice a month. What's happening? The culture is getting busier and busier. And I got soccer, and I got baseball, and I got travel schedules, and I've got work schedules, and we're gone, and now we can be more mobile, and we're here, and we're there, and we're here, we're there. We make about 25, maybe 30 weekends a year, and our joy is gone. wonder what happened. The world is set up to wring the joy out of your heart. Does this make sense? Listen, I'm not fussing at you much. <laughs> but my soul, gang. Do y'all see that world that's set up to draw? It's a sad second substitute for God and the joy of God and the peace of God. See, the world wants to be happy. Happy is a Latin word made up of two words, happen and stance. That means your circumstances and whatever's happening determine how you feel. Does this make sense? And, And see, that's the world. For us, it's the joy of the Lord. Can I tell you something? There's no joy in hell. Satan hates joy, but heaven is full of joy. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Then the fullness of joy, he said in Psalm 16. So listen, heaven's full of it. The reason that your flesh and the devil wants to get you to sin is because it grieves the Holy Spirit and it jams up your joy. Are you with me? Does this make sense? Are y'all still? I can start over. We don't have another service, so I can go back again. I got it. Y'all right? Are y'all with me? See, man, that's why when you grieve the Holy Spirit, you lose your joy. 
It jams up joy. Come on. That's why, that's why it means trying to pull us away, trying to drag us away, losing our witness, our joy, giving it away. See, this world is like a tractor beam drawing us constantly. It never stops, does it? TV and magazine and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and everything out there is trying to draw you away from God and the glory of God and the worship and the joy being your strength because when you lose that, you are dead meat by the devil. Amen? And I'm not giving away my powers. Anybody with me? Come on. Woo! So let's be real. Me and you and 7,000 of your closest friends. Who says, hey, Pastor, I need, a, I need a dose of joy. Let's go ahead and hold them up. Hold them up high. I want God to be able to see them. Hold them up. Keep them up if you can do it. Some of you had not been bench pressing. It's hard. Hold them up. <laughs> Holy Spirit. We raise these lightning rods and we say we surrender to your fullness. We surrender to your headship. We ask to be immersed, to be baptized fresh in joy this morning. We ask you to release your power. We ask you to flow out like the Niagara Falls. Be a tsunami. We ask you to saturate and dominate and permeate us with the joy of the Lord that is our strength. We are sick and tired of giving away our power. We're sick and tired of mind monsters. We are overcomers. We are victorious. We are the head and not the tail. We refuse to be defeated. We will walk in joy. Release it, God. Flow it. Let the Holy Spirit just explode within us. We believe it. We receive it. And in Jesus' name we pray. And somebody give got some praise in the house. Now, some of you guys are walking through some serious hell. Man, the circumstances you never believed you'd face. And for you, we have an extra thing at Faith Promise called Stephen Ministry. Stephen Ministers, people that have gone to excess training above and beyond what our small group leaders have done. And we put women with women and men with men. And if you say, hey, I'm in a, man, I'm just in a bind. I need somebody to walk with me for the next several months. They'll walk with you. They will pray for you. They'll call you. They'll have coffee with you. Their ministry. I, we have small groups. And, but this is a little more intense than what a small group can care for. And if you need that, if you'll put it in your, on the communication card, or there'll be, some, there'll be some Stephen's ministers down front of all our campuses to pray and just come and just write your name down and Stephen minister will call you and they'll be there for you. Now, almost everybody raised their hand up that said they wanted some joy, right? I have some bad news. If you're not born again, that prayer didn't answer for you. Because, see, joy comes from within. And if you're not born again, the Holy Spirit, the generator of joy, is not in here. Does that make sense? That's the bad news. The good news is he's ready to save. Anybody saved, excited about it? Come on, let them know. So if you're ready to surrender up your life to the Lordship of Jesus, be born again, have the Holy Spirit deposited in you as a down payment, it says, of that which is coming, if you're ready to be forgiven of your sins and ready to surrender to him with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're going to pray a prayer with you out loud, a confessional prayer. We're praying it with you. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I've messed up. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Come into my heart. Take over my life. You died for me. You paid for my sins. You rose from the grave. And I confess you as my Lord. Give me the gift of faith. I will walk with you the rest of my life. 
fill me with joy so that I can be your witness in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, come on, somebody give him some praise. All right. Now, if you gave your heart to Jesus, if you'll fill the communication card, put it in the offering box, come down and talk to one of these Stevens ministers or go to our next step area out there. There'll be people to help you, whatever you need. Hey, by the way, pick up these cards for the GLS. You got two weeks where we're paying part of it for you. I think 20, 25%. Go ahead and sign up and get ready. That way you can ask for time off, whatever it takes. Our high schoolers and middle schoolers have just gone back to school. We would, we would comp every high school and middle schooler that could come. Because, man, we want to catch them early. Because, see, we catch them early. They don't have to step in all up in the stupid that some of us stepped in. And so, man, we're all about it. But grab one of these. Hey, has it been good to be in the house of God this weekend? So listen, you see those chairs back there? Y'all see those empty chairs? There's a little section there in those two. Can we fill those up next weekend? If you'll walk with some joy, some people will come with you. Be blessed. We love you guys. See you next weekend.